Welcome to the Waterboy and Equipment Manager Podcast. My name is Safe Basaria. My name is Shavan Samani. I'm Case Charanya. And all-star break is upon us. This is a horrible, horrible, horrible time to be an NBA fan because starting right now, we don't have basketball for a week. But They play tomorrow, don't they? Well, yes, but when the listeners well, are listening to this podcast, <laughs> it, will, well, it will be a day later. But yeah, you're all right. This sucks for us as NBA fans, but honestly, this is a really good thing for players, coaches, staff, their families. Just take a break, get their heads right, get their bodies right. And then that home stretch of the NBA season is coming up. Normally, All-Star break falls around the midway point of the NBA season. I believe this year we're going to be a little bit past the midway point. A lot of these teams have played like 55 to 60-ish games. That's about so there's right. really like 25 to 20 games left in the NBA season for the majority of the NBA teams this year, which um, which is a little bit longer than what we would consider a 41-game halfway point. But it is what it is. So today, what we're doing on the podcast is we're going to talk about our what we would consider our mid-season awards. The reason, like I said, the reason why they're not mid-season is because, well, we're a little bit past the mid-season. But we're going to do the awards, make predictions on what we like. And we're also going to kind of tie those to the odds available in Vegas right now, just to see kind of where we're at, where the value is. If you're interested, you're welcome to uh, invest, for lack of a better word. Um, just do it responsibly, please, or or unresponsibly. I don't know. Done. Yeah, I was allegedly. Like, I was going to let Kate say it. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to do awards picks, and then we're going to talk a little bit about All-Star Break because it's coming up in a couple of days from now. We're going to talk about the skills competition, the three-point competition, the dunk contest, who we like, and what their odds are as well. That'll be towards the end of the podcast. So if that's what you've come here for, which is a weird thing to have just come here for just the All-Star stuff, but great, skip to the end of the episode, and you'll get to hear that. In the meantime, at W-B-E-M-P-O-D, that's WebMPod on Instagram and Twitter, and the Waterboy and Equipment Manager podcast on YouTube or Spotlight Sports Network if you watch us over there. Thanks for or joining you us. could find me breaking all kinds of news at Case NBA. <laughs> Once again, it's at Case NBA. Case you want to spell it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Don't worry. Yeah, man. He's got he's got bombs like Woj for real. I you know what? He's not he's not wrong. So, like I said, listener, we're gonna do awards so i think we should just jump into it boys unless we have anything else is there anything else you guys want to talk about this week the Kristaps <laughs> trade is finally complete mm-hmm. yeah as of true. this morning he, he passes physical which i was kind of worried about for a second because it would have been mad awkward for him to like come back to dallas <laughs> <laughs> that's true imagine he comes back and mark's like wait where's my crypto buddy and then just back in washington as well that would Aww. be a problem all right nba MVP, it's the big trophy. Case, let's Boy, start honest. off. You want to go last? Okay, fine. That's totally fine. Shaban, who do you believe the current MVP of the NBA is? See, this is hard for me because it, Why? Could, go, it could go one of two ways and I would not be upset. But Three. like today, today, like yeah, like yesterday it's one guy, today it's another guy. Today it's Joel Embiid. Tomorrow it could be Nikola Jokic. And then today the after it could be back to Joel Embiid, but right now it's Joel. Uh, Joel right now is right now Joel is the NBA's leading scorer. He's averaging his career high in assists per game. He is and not the NBA's leading scorer. Yeah, he is twenty nine point three points per game. Giannis and is averaging twenty nine point five. Really, as of, as of today, as of or last as of night, yet? after the fifty piece, yes. Ah, the fifty piece that ah, that could 50 probably piece. do the the difference. Point two points numbers, away, man. Now, <laughs> point two points. Away. Damn, this sucks. Cause I actually actually just looked it up as I was doing my prep. But yeah, like okay, well, fine. He is a second leading scorer in the NBA. He's averaging <laughs> his career high in assists at like what about five assists per game, and he's probably the best defensive center in the game today. That's not named Rudy Gobert. See, You're I had to sneak green. that. I I had to sneak that in for you. On the center. And like also the Philadelphia 76ers are 30 and 15 whenever Joel Embiid suits up. And also with the unexpected absence of Ben Simmons, because we all thought that he it's was not this, unexpected. Well, we we all thought that he was gonna come back. We all thought that this whole fit, this whole hissy fit that he was gonna have, we thought it was gonna last like maybe a couple of weeks and <laughs> that he was just gonna come back. But no, like Joel Embiid has had has been the guy for the entire team for the entire season. And so far, they are what? Uh, fourth, fifth in the uh, fourth and fifth in the East. They and lost by forty-eight last night. 
They are currently, yeah, fifth in the East. And yes, they did lose by 48 points uh, last night. I don't think right, that well, that, really that's, well, that's a bad look. But <laughs> yeah, I, I look, I don't think it changes anything. I'm going to jump in with you, Shaban. I actually don't necessarily, it's not to say that it's not close, but I actually don't have the flip flop tendencies of the difference between the two options here. And that's not a knock at you. I just think that Joel has been better all year long, period. Um, I think Jokic is really good and he's a firm second place kind of guy, but I think Joel is currently the MVP of the NBA. However, now with James Harden coming in the fold, a guy who obviously is ball dominant, we're going to have to see how that plays out for the next 20 games or so, because if it is that close, the way you've, you've described it, Shaban, then 20 games actually could make the difference for Joel's case or lack thereof. Right? So Joel currently sits at plus. Ooh, (laughs) <laughs> Zuko's upset. Zuko's doubly upset. Special appearance. Yeah, Zuko did not like that take. Apparently, <laughs> I Zuko. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were a Jokic guy, but now I know. Joel Embiid currently sits at plus 150. He is the odds-on favorite for the MVP award as it stands. Jokic is another pick. Shaban talked about. He's plus 350. He's tied with Giannis for second place um, as the MVP. I guess front runners or so. But yeah, Joel Embiid plus 150. I think Vegas kind of agrees with Shaban and I on this one here. But Kays, where where's your head at? Where are your thoughts at? And then we could possibly talk about some dark horse contenders potentially. So I thought y'all were going Jokic. So I wanted to go last and say Embiid. Ah. But well, I don't I, think it's a contest. And my only fear is James Harden. Like I agree with you. As you can tell, I agree with that, that statement completely, man. I I wonder how much that will affect Embiid. And I also wonder, this isn't MVP related, but with a player of James Harden's caliber and ball dominancy, how much will that affect what they can do in the next 20 games to get right before the playoffs come? Will it mess up? So my thing isn't necessarily that way. I think they lost a lot of important pieces or important piece technically with Seth Curry leaving. Definitely. And I don't know how they recover that. Like, yes, James Harden is a very good basketball player, but he's not, let me run around the court until you pass me the ball and I'll shoot a three and make it kind of No, for sure. James Harden off ball is historically a problem. I, I I do think, obviously, look, again, we're not doing MVP talk anymore, but that's kind of the point. I don't believe at any point that this trade was a bad idea. It's a good idea. It was the right oh, thing to do. I'm not saying it was a bad Yeah, no, no, no. Trade. I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but I think that we should clarify, right? If they didn't make this trade, the Sixers had no real shot of winning the NBA Finals. They definitely have a more shot now than they did a week and a half ago before the trade was made. That I will say. Now, again, it, the encore product between him, Harden, and the rest of the team completely matters. Losing Seth is actually kind of a big deal. It's an underrated topic um, that... I assume a lot of NBA media has already talked about, but, uh, but us obviously he's not here today. Listener, if you didn't already notice, if you're not watching us, um, but he did send me his picks. And so for MVP, he actually did pick Jokic as his guy and then had MB as his second guy. So if you listener, if you get the idea, we kind of have a top two, it's pretty consensus. Three of us say Embiid, one says Jokic. And unfortunately us is not here to defend himself. Um, but it's not like he picked something ridiculous. Chabon defended him. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, Yo, I, Jokic I is in the conversation, no doubt. I just think yeah. Embiid is clearly the guy as it stands. It's, yeah, like Jokic has been like reliable and consistent as always. He leads the league in triple doubles. He leads the league in PER. He leads the league in win shares. He leads the league in box plus minus. I mean, Jokic and, is fucking good at basketball. We know yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> He's pretty good at basketball. Now, what, the one thing I want to discuss before we move on, because this is kind of uh, the most underrated part of this conversation. If we had had this conversation in December, or even early January, Steph Curry would have been the guy, right? Or at least in this conversation. For sure. What the hell happened? He is not first, second, or third on the Vegas odds. He's now sitting at third and quite a, sorry, fourth, and quite a distant fourth. He's at plus 700 now. What the hell happened? The Warriors He's actually gained the ground somehow. When I checked earlier in the week, he was at plus 850. Yeah, like... Uh, I mean, when I when I checked the NBA.com like MVP letter, he's at fifth, I believe. Really? You you want to read? Well, it is he behind DeRozan? Would you know by off the top of your head? Uh, it's uh, it's Joel. No, 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 no. Actually, no. Right now, it's Jokic, Embiid, uh, Giannis, Chris Paul, and Chris Steph. Chris Paul. Yeah. 
Wow, that's nuts. The that's NBPA nuts. president position has some pull. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, well, like credit to Chris. I mean, like uh, the best player on the best team in the league always gets like some kind of nod. Well, Devin Booker wasn't a name you said. Just to just to get nice, very nice case. <laughs> just to give you <laughs> well, some. Well, just to give you some context, listener, what we're talking about here. Like I told you earlier, Joel is plus 150. Now, for those of you who don't know what that means, it's $100. You place a bet. And if Joel wins MVP, you win $150 on top of your initial 100 bucks. To give you context, Chris Paul, who's apparently fourth on this list, um, he's at plus 2,000. And Booker, as Kay's mentioned, is at plus 1,800. So they're actually uh, nine, no, sorry, sixth and seventh. And DeMar DeRozan is at plus 2,500. He falls behind both of them uh, right now as we speak. It's not to say that these guys aren't good picks. I think that right now we all agree that Joel Embiid is the guy. It's a two-headed race, and one of the heads is clearly further ahead. Yeah, and then the the factor comes in James Harden, or maybe even Jamal Murray. If Jamal Murray comes back, how does that change? I actually think it won't really bother Jokic that much. But There was an update on Jamal Murray. What's that? What have you heard? Uh, He's been cleared for individual non-contact practice. Okay. okay. Very cool. Well, that's. I, I don't think he's going to come back this season, but you know that's that's progress. I have no idea what that means for a comeback time. To be honest with you, I'm not going to guess either. Yeah, it's it's weird, but apparently the Clippers came out and said, you know, breaking news: Paul George could be back by March. Oh Next wow! March. March of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um. Let's jump into the next one. This, I think, is a very interesting topic because I see the odds on favorite. I'm looking at it right now, and I completely disagree. Let's talk about coach of the year. As it stands, the coach of the year candidates generally happen to be the best coaches on the best teams, right? If I'm not mistaken, Monty Williams won last year. Is that right? Yeah. Mm, yep. He, but no, wait. Did he win last year? I, I no, I thought be, it was uh, Quinn wrong. Snyder. It Monty could, won last year. I don't know. It could have been. I'm not. I'm not completely. It, it's one of those awards that is fun to talk about, but I almost forget instantaneously who's won it. Um, as it stands, Shabon, while you keep doing that research, the Phoenix Suns. Oh no, it was Tom Thibodeau. Oh shit, that is true. Yeah, because the uh, the Knicks blew everyone's minds, and that kind of proves a point considering how bad they are this year. Um, <laughs> so Monty Williams. And the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA with a record of 47 and 10 as we sit here today. That's five games better than anybody else. The Golden State Warriors are second and 10 games better than number one in the East, which are the Miami Heat um, and the Chicago Bulls, who are tied for 37 wins apiece. As it stands, Monty Williams is the odds on favorite to win coach of the year. Shaban, who do you have as your coach of the year? Well, not one, Mon- not Monty Williams. Uh, okay. I mean, not not to take it, yeah, not, not to take, to take it away from, from him. him. That sounded real yeah. rude, though. Oh, that sounded yeah. Rude, but uh, what I feel like what JB Bickerstaff has done in Cleveland, as far as a player development standpoint, as well as his defensive schemes, is nothing short of extremely impressive. No, he is coach. He is coaching a top four defense in the entire league. This team won twenty two games last season, and now they're the fourth seed in a loaded Eastern Conference. They went from missing the playoffs for the last three years, and now they're crashing the postseason with home court advantage. And they're two games behind Miami and Chicago for the one seed. So I went with J.B. Bickerstaff. So J.B. Bickerstaff is actually second on the NBA odds in Vegas, but it's at plus 350. Um, so pretty good. 100 bucks wins you 350 bucks plus your initial. Before I get to K's and myself, Shaban, Shaban, sorry, Assad chose uh, Eric Spolstra as the coach of the year candidate, the Miami Heat, the number one seed in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. Eric Spolstra sits at plus 1,000 right now as we speak. He's in fifth place of, uh, of the candidates available. I chose Billy Donovan of the Chicago Bulls. I actually think Billy Donovan is a, is a legitimate coach of the year candidate. Now, Billy has been a guy who coached, you know, Russell Westbrook, Oklahoma City, and then a bunch of kind of not great teams. We haven't really got the chance to see what Billy can do as a coach with not a system player like Russell Westbrook, who literally creates his own system, which uh, which wasn't really a bad thing, by the way, at, at the time. Now, the Bulls, I think, have blown everybody's expectations away, like similar to the Cavs that Shabon's talked about. Um, but I think that Unlike the Cavs, this is a legitimate contender for an NBA championship. 
And I think Billy Donovan also coupled with DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Monzo Ball, and Nikola Vucevic play a role in that. And Don't I think Billy you forget Donovan, Alex Caruso. Well, AC, yes. AC is, is big. So my point is they have a top 10 offense in the NBA. They have a top 10 defense in the NBA. They're, they're a good basketball team in pretty much every sense of the word. And Alonzo hopefully will be back at some point. Caruso's back rather soon, I believe they said. He's he just got cleared seven to, to ten today. days. Exactly. So in about two weeks' time, he should be back, hopefully. Billy Donovan plus 700, the fourth uh, fourth place guy in Vegas's odds right now as we speak. So unlike MVP, so far three people have had three different choices. Case, where do you sit on the coach of the year conversation? So before I pick mine, I'm just going to say Monty Williams is going to win this year simply because he didn't win last year and his back-to-back years with the best team in the league. Yeah, I think I you're right. I think you're right. But I picked Billy Donovan. Okay. Yeah. I think I, it's I, impressive. I mm-hmm. And even with all the expectations, they've continued to shatter what we thought they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. we didn't think these guys were a top team in the in the Eastern Conference. That's for sure. Yeah. We didn't come into I can't, I can't disagree with Billy Donovan. He has been forced to adjust and then readjust and then readjust. He lost Patrick Williams in the beginning of the year. And then later he lost Lonzo Ball to a tour meniscus. And then Grayson Allen took out Alex Caruso later on in the year. <laughs> Fucking uh, Chicago, Fuck it's, not far, it's not far out to say that, like, yes, like they were a top 10 defense, like, like from consistently from the beginning of the year. But, you know, their three best defensive players have went down and their defense has been decimated since. But he has had to adjust and lean into the high-powered offense of DeMar DeRozan, Lamar, Zach Levine, and Nikola Vucevic. They have the league's best three-point shooting team. And right now, they're tied with Miami for the one seed, even with all these key players missing. So I can't disagree with Billy Donovan. So I think, Kays, you're, you're on to the thing, though, right? As it sits right now, Monty Williams is minus 250. So you'd have to actually go the other way and bet $250 to win $100. He's quite heavy a favorite as it stands right now. And the only way that changes is if the Suns fall off an absolute cliff, which is kind of hard to predict considering they've been consistently really fucking good for two, basically two. They're the best clutch team in the NBA. I mean, it's kind of not fair. It's not fair because the Suns pretty much have two coaches. They have a coach like off the court and they have a coach on the court. They have Chris Paul on the court and they have Monty Williams off the court. Sure, but Monty, Monty, if he had won this award last year, I think I'd be more... Uh, aggressive in arguing against him winning again this year. But because I think he was kind of robbed last year, uh, you got to give it to him this year. He deserves it. He's worked tirelessly for it. And the Suns, mm-hmm. again, guys, let's be honest. Even when the Suns went to the Sun, like the finals last year and lost, we didn't sit there going, yeah, they're totally going to be the number one team in the NBA this NBA season again. We didn't sit here and predict that in the offseason. And no. so I definitely think we all thought they would be a good team. But the top team in the NBA by five games right now is worth 60 games almost mm-hmm. into the NBA season is a hell of an accomplishment. They're on pace to have 60 wins this NBA season, which is so, kind of ridiculous. As far as a uh, as far as a prediction standpoint goes, we go with Joel for MVP, and now we're going Monty Williams for Coach of the Year. I think I think Monty is the answer, but I'm still gonna go Billy. I still pick Casey. Billy Donovan. Yeah, I think Case is going Billy. I think you're what you're gonna stick with. Uh, I'm gonna stick with JB. JB Bickerstaff. Yeah, and also it's got Spolster here. Also did bring up an interesting point. He made his honorable mention Tyron Lou of the LA Clippers, who right now sits in let's see, eleventh place. Yeah, eleventh place at six thousand six hundred. Hundred bucks wins you six thousand six hundred bucks. Um. That's to say that he's not going to win this award, but I get where he's coming from. The Clippers were meant to be dead in the water. Uh, this NBA season was not meant to be that great with Kawhi already going to be out. Now, Paul George has missed considerable amounts of time. They have a not good roster and yet they're playing good basketball and they play it for this NBA coach. So yes, he won't win this award, but yeah, sure. He should be mentioned in the conversation of you've done a hell of a job this NBA season with limited resources to say the least. Let's move on to the award. This this award annoys me. Uh, let's talk about the defense. Or just player. ignore me. Oh, sorry. What's up? I want to make a hot take. Oh, great. Right, we'll make it. a hot take. The Cavs this year are the Knicks of last year. Oh, my. <laughs> Why? 
Uh, it's kind of the same game plan, right? We're going to smother you on defense. We're going to win tough games. And we don't really have a superstar. They're going to get bounced in the first round in five games. Uh, I mean, against who, though? Because, like, right now, like, it's... I don't care. They're getting bounced in the first round. It's uncertain, games. like, where they are right now. Because, like, they're only two games behind the one seed. And? Yeah, I, I think there's going to be... It's going to be difficult for the Cavaliers to move past the first round. But you're right. It, it depends on kind of who they end up with. The only reason why I disagree with you, Kays, is because the Knicks of last year, besides Julius Randle playing, obviously, really great basketball... It's very hard to go back and draw parallels to what you expected to be a consistent performance for multiple years. Besides Julius, who we agree is kind of falling off a cliff this year. He's still good, um, but he's not an all-star caliber player like he was last year. The Cavs, on the other hand, do actually have a bunch of guys who can definitely reproduce what they're doing so far. Garland has been really good this year. He probably should get better as he ages into NBA career. Evan Mobley is obviously a rookie. He should get better. Gerald Allen is rather young. He should get better or at least stay consistent. Zuko, I don't know what your problem is with the Cavs, but come on, man. Zuko <laughs> agrees with Kays. I disagree. I think Zuko was barking to say, hey, I totally get where you're coming from. The Cavs are not the Knicks because the Cavaliers have a multitude of players who should be as good, if not better, next NBA season. It's hard for me to have said that about the Knicks last year, besides Randall, who I think has surprised us all by being not as good or even close. That's kind of why it's like, if this happens next year, I'll have to clip this one like I had to clip the other one from uh, from a couple of days ago with UKs. But I don't see a world in which that the Cavs are going to fall off a cliff. They might not be the fourth or third or even second best team in the East next year, but uh, but they should be a good basketball team and they should remain competitive next year as well. Let's move on. Defensive player of the year. The reason why I don't like this award right now is because all things equal, this is a walkaway Draymond Green award. Of course. But he's there... missed so much basketball, and he has continued to miss so much basketball, and there's no timeline on when he'll return back to the NBA court. So I can't give this award to Draymond Green. Even though if we had had this conversation in January, I would have given it to Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. He's currently, as it stands, the second favorite to win this award at plus 200. And I, I'm not going to give it to Draymond Green because I don't think he deserves it. Now, if he comes back in the next, let's say, five to seven games, which is highly unlikely, and he plays 10 more games this NBA season, maybe that's the difference. But we haven't heard a timeline. We haven't heard any updates. The Warriors have been very quiet about Draymond Green, or there's just no update to be had, which is also possible. I don't think Draymond's coming back this NBA season personally. For that reason, I don't think he can get this award but he was the runaway favorite a month ago. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he's the defensive player of the year oh, this year. fuck you. I think he's the best defensive mean? player of the year. That was my I pick. Think he's, I think we're all going to go this okay. way. It seems okay, like. okay, cool. We, we all picked Giannis. Okay, <laughs> and also, also picked Giannis. Um, I think that he is the best defender in the NBA. His ability to switch and play defense on literally anybody on the court, no matter who you are, is more impressive than, by the way, the current favorite is uh, Kays' favorite the player. The French in the NBA. fuck himself. Rudy Gobert is at plus 180. He is currently the odds-on favorite to win this award. I don't think he will win. I don't think he should win, by the way. I think Giannis, yeah. at, Giannis is currently in third place on this award at plus 250. But as you can tell with Giannis, Draymond, and Rudy, it's quite a tight race between them. Mm-hmm. There's like 70 cents of value difference between, which is quite tight, a race to begin yeah. with. So, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Rudy's going to win for the same reason Draymond's not going to win. He's also missed a lot of games. Uh, Bam on a bio would have been a good choice also. Bam would have been a good choice a coming game. I think we we picked Bam coming into the NBA season. I think at least one of us did as a prediction kind of thing. Bam would have been a really good choice. Jared Allen also kind of shocking that he's sitting at ninth place at plus 5,000 here. He's statistically so, the best defensive player in the NBA. And he's so in ninth looking- place. So As I'm looking say. at the I'm looking at the uh, defensive ranking, the defensive player of the year ladder from NBA.com. Okay. And at 10th place, it's Jared Allen and Evan Mobley for a defensive player. The, like for this is why I hate the NBA website. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Jared Allen should have a higher chance 
He should then, be top five in this. Then plus five thousand. Um, listener, if you're wondering, the the award current, I guess, power rankings in Vegas are as follows: It's Rudy Gobert, Draymond in second, Giannis in third, Jaron Jackson Jr. in fourth, Mikael Bridges, the Phoenix Suns one, in fifth, Joel Embiid in sixth, Mobley in seventh, Matisse Thybul eight, Jared Allen nine, and to round out the top ten, Robert Williams is tenth. Shaban, just I, to give you just I to do, give you perspective. I do fuck with Robert Williams. <laughs> but here, here's to give you perspective, okay? I told you Jared Allen is plus 5,000 to win the award, right? Robert Williams is also plus 5,000 to win the award. I would argue that Jared Allen is not as likely or less like or more likely, whatever. They are not of the same likelihood to win the award is what I'm trying to say here. No, they're not. No. And Evan Mobley, his teammate, is at plus... 3,000. So he's 2,000 less in value. I don't know. We're talking about, it doesn't matter. Neither one of them are going to win the award. My quibble is that they should be higher on this list. That's kind of where I'm at. But mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't matter because nobody agrees. Let's jump into... Can I most, wait? Can yes. I give an honorable mention really quick? Sure. Sure. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Mikhail Bridges. <laughs> uh, he's like, good. For he's real, great. like no, he's very. He's good. been very like he's. I mean, like you know, right? Chris Paul is like on the offensive end. Chris Paul is the engine that makes uh, Phoenix run. But on the defensive end, that's all McCall Bridges. Like he is their best like perimeter defender, and he has led Phoenix to being the probably the best defensive team in the entire league. And I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. I don't think he's going to win, but like he'll go up against and he'll, he'll go up and he'll guard your best player. And I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. I agree. I agree. I think he deserves to be in this conversation. But um, I wonder what has to change for Giannis to just be a straight-up favorite. He's sitting in third place like we've talked about. Um, and I'm not I'm not completely sure. But if you mm-hmm. like him, now would be a good time because the value is there. I mean, technically, it's- he is playing better than the when he did win Defensive Player of the Year last time. Yes, definitely. Definitely, definitely. So let's jump into the next award, the Most Improved Player Award. The odds-on favor right now is John Moran at minus five hundred. Yeah, it's not even close. He's he is such a heavy favorite. It's it's kind of ridiculous. I, I don't like it, but I actually don't want to pick John Moran. Yeah, I exactly. Actually, I don't want to pick. I, him. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad none of us are picking John Moran. I will say Assad did pick John Moran. I actually don't think it's did. John Moran. Um, John Morant was already an all-star last year and he went from all-star to all-star starter. Um, He went from all-star level player to superstar level player, which is a difficult jump to make. And John Morant, that should matter. However, was he an all-star last year? Yeah, absolutely. No, maybe. No, this is his first all-star appearance. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He was not an all-star last year into all-star and he went from really, really good young player to superstar caliber player. Um, John Morant was already really good last year. I don't, I don't see this award as one in which we go, hey, you were really mm-hmm. good last year, and you're really, really good this year, and so we should. I think this matters for players yeah. who were not that good last year and for are legitimately this better this year. Players that were under the radar, right? Yeah, like, and and I also and I also don't mean uh, you got 12 more minutes per game, and so we're going to reward that. And I'm not saying that's job, by the way. I'm simply saying a lot of players in the past have gone from nine minutes a game to 25 minutes a game. And all of a sudden you're, you're statistically better and your case is better. No, I think that that should be considered in that conversation. I -hmm. wonder if we'll have different options here. That's interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to give most improved player to someone who's in a grizzly uniform, I'd rather give it to Desmond Bain. I would, I I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if he's actually going to get it though, but if we're going to give it to someone on Memphis, I'd rather give it to Desmond Bain. I think Desmond Bain. Okay. I really like Desmond Bain. I think he deserves to be in this conversation, but I actually think that Darius Garland should win. Darius Garland is the right pick. I think Darius Garland should win this award because I think Darius Garland went from, are we sure that they made the, well, he went, we went from, are we sure they made the right pick when they picked him two years ago to, holy shit, he's an all star and he totally deserves to be there. And he's actually really fucking good at basketball. 
And his odds, by the way, are plus 1,200. So 100 to win 1,200, and he's in third place, which is sick. I think Darius Garland actually deserves this award. I'm a little shocked at the value I'm getting for him. I may or may not invest in the odds because I think they're really fucking good right now. I just did. (laughs) This is going to sound really messed up for me to say, but I feel like Colin Sexton getting injured is probably the best thing that happened to Darius Garland. You better donate to charity or something because that was ugly from you, Shabon. You got to make up for that one. But I don't disagree with you, and I will say that part too. <laughs> but uh, for what it's worth, uh, just for the sake of the discourse, I did not pick Darius Garland. Uh, I picked Miles Bridges. Well, he's in second place here at plus 700. Talk to me about mm-hmm. why, why you picked Miles Bridges. Yeah, Miles Bridges has had a fantastic season so far. He's averaging career highs in pretty much every statistical category uh, without really getting much of a opportunity boost he's opportunity he's averaging about 20 points per game 3.6 assists 7.1 rebounds a block and a steal and his aggression his increased aggression rather has less has led him to uh led the team in trips to the line and he's cashing in on about 80 percent of those trips and also the fact is he's also played in every single game this season after health issues have kept him out for about 20 games over the last couple of seasons i think his availability his increased confidence and the way that he's playing now, I think that Miles Bridges should have a decent uh, shot at uh, most improved player. I mean, he clearly has a decent shot. He's sitting in second place as we speak. I actually don't have a problem with your pick. And the, and the only reason why I went Garland over Bridges is one Garland is the engine that starts the Cleveland mm-hmm. Cavaliers. And the Cavs are just better than the Hornets this NBA season. It's not to knock your pick. It's just I had the similar mental discussion with myself saying, hey, do I like Miles better or do I like Garland better for this pick here? And that's why I went Garland. It's because I can understand Darius Garland. I can can understand Darius Garland because he's pretty much like the number one option on that team. Definitely. I I, I think, Case, you agree with everything we've said so far. Is there anything you want to add for Darius Garland? No, I think he's just the most deserving player on this list. I think so too. I think I think this is the only award so far where I actually seriously have a problem with the odds on favorite. I do not want I do not think John Morant should win this award because I think John Morant is a superstar in the NBA and I don't your award is being a superstar in the NBA. Yeah. Like you my know? issue with Jaw getting this award is the same with like like I I like I'm a huge Luka Doncic fan and like even I had a problem when he was like the favorite to win the most improved cuz mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it should yeah, go to someone winning, did he? He didn't go to, he didn't end up winning. I think it yeah. went to uh who did he was go that to the that year? Brandon Ingram? No. It was last year, right? Was it last year? I don't remember. Man. It was two years ago. That's what I thought. That's what I thought it was two years then ago. Then it was definitely Brandon Ingram. I think it was the Brandon. I think Ingram it was year. Brandon Ingram. I think Zion won last year. No, last year was Julius Randle. And, and Julius right. deserved it because he went to another level and then unfortunately the collapse. But anyway, the point I'm making is that I really don't want to give this award to a top 20 player in the NBA like John Morant is. You're fucking fantastic, dude. You don't need this award. This mm-hmm. can do something for Darius Garland or Miles Bridges, though. They could be like, oh, you know what? My peers respect the level I'm at. John, your money. peers already respect you. They're very afraid of you in many cases. Rookie of the year. I would be shocked. I don't think any, it's a contest. If, yeah, if anybody, there's yeah, only one it, option. It's Evan Mobley, and it's, it's not Evan close. Mobley. And it's not close. This is the odds on favorite. Evan Mobley is minus 500. Um, after that, it's Scotty Barnes at plus 650. Cade Cunningham at plus 750. Giddy at 1500. Franz Wagner at plus 1800. And then we fall off a cliff because Chris Duarte in six don't, places. Don't leave Shabon. Don't leave Shabon's boy out of there. Who's hey, man, I, I love Chris Duarte, but I mean, like, Evan Mobley Plus is really 6, the only option. Here. I mean, Mobley, Mobley is clear. It's not even close. I don't yeah. think there's an argument for any nah. singular player like, that deserves it more than Evan Mobley. Yeah, like, aside from being really fucking good at basketball, <laughs> he's just been the most consistent, and also he's been the most available. I, I think that, that that's true. For the other awards, we've at least had a conversation or argument to be made. Hey, there's good value on X, Y, and Z player or coach or whatever. I don't have an argument for any. Nah, I don't think anyone. If Evan be- Mobley doesn't win, it's robbery. It is. I robbery. think. I think he's won it. It's fucking. Thievery. I don't think there's anything yeah. anyone else can do to take this from him. Also, also picked Evan Mobley. Surprise, surprise, uh, because this is a walkaway award. Six man of the year. Tyler Harrow 
is the heaviest favorite I think I've seen in this award in a very, Ever. very... He's at minus 1,500. You have to bet $1,500 to win $100 on this bet. It is a ridiculous odds-on favorite. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think he should win it. I really do don't. <laughs> I don't think what he should win it. You do not like Hot Tyler Hero. For no, some I like Tyler Harrow, but you know what I like more? I like value. I like a deal. I like there's a deal. There's no deals. So here. what? What? What value? Do you need like Kelly Oubre? No. Kelly Oubre is <laughs> a plus value. two thousand, bro. My value. My value is bad, guys. It's bad. <laughs> it's plus eight thousand. It's it's uh this player. The the issue I think I've got is um I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. I think this player may have started too many games. That's kind of the thing with this is Jalen. Jalen Brown. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Like, yeah, I also he's, put he started too many games. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, like are you putting Jalen no, Brunson? Picked, no, I picked uh Bobby Portis at plus ten thousand. I had my Bobby eyes on Bobby Portis. Portis too. Bobby Portis, look, I but I he started a, what 12, 13 games already? Bro, 45, he started he started 45 of their 50 games. Oh bullshit. He's a starter. Well, why Brooke, is he even? Brooke has been off? out. He's a starter. Yeah. So that's why plus 10,000 is kind of a no deal here, unfortunately. That's why when I looked at it, I was like, well, plus 10,000. Bobby Portis has been really good this NBA season for the Brooklyn, Brooklyn, for the Milwaukee Bucks. But he started too many games. Yeah. So way too many games. He started over half the season. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's another good pick here. Anthony yeah. Simons. I like Anthony, but he's probably going to end up. But starting he started too many games. Yeah, he's yeah. probably going to have. Yeah, because Dame. Right yeah, because Dame's been out for too long, and I don't know if Dame's coming back. No, he's had a horrible. Clarkson year. hasn't been as good as Hero though. No, Clarkson hasn't been good as good as this year as he was last year. See, Anthony started twenty-five of the fifty-two. If he assuming he starts the next twenty 30. games or thirty games, he'll much. he'll get to fifty games or or so started. And then, uh, and then that'll be too many games. He's out. I guess Kevin Love, maybe. Kevin I, I, Love is an interesting pick. I think we're fighting the inevitable. It really feels like I think. I think it I is. Mean, it's all, it is going to be Tyler Hero, though. Kevin Love's only started two games out of yeah. fifty. So That's what I'm saying. Because they have like, like Harrow, big men. Harrow deserves this award. Let's yeah, be honest. Also, yeah, credit to Tyler Hero. Like last year, last year with his elevated role, he looked a little flustered and he didn't really know like how to work with it. But this year. He looks like he lot. He looks a lot more acclimated, a lot more confident. It's because he had a kid. Oh well, there it is. And we downplayed this fucking occurrence way too much. <laughs> Fred Van Vliet won a title. That's true. He did. Brandon Ingram won Most Improved. Jason Tatum won Rookie of the Year. I think Tyler Harrow is the winner. It and, is Tyler Harrow. And it it's should not, be Tyler Hero. Right, you know what I'm doing this offseason? I'm gonna look to see who's got a kid coming. Who just had a kid. <laughs> just, and I am just putting money Instagram stock. We're, go We're just gonna go to K's follower list or following list. He's just gonna be a bunch of girlfriends and wives of NBA players. Just so you can see uh, who's pregnant. Oh, yeah, you are. I'm gonna bet on uh, on your significant other to do well. See, look, Myers Leonard, wife's having a baby, but he's a racist, so he's not in the league anymore. <laughs> He could have won something. Clip it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. We're done with NBA awards. It was that simple. Uh, listener, I hope you learned something. I hope you found an investment of some kind. Now we're going to jump to all-star weekend talk. We're going to stay in line of what we've discussed so far. We're going to do odds for some of the stuff going on. Kays, just for fun, we're not actually going to talk. Well, we are going to talk, but we don't. we're not going to talk seriously, okay? The NBA All-Star Game, I do not recommend, listener, that you invest in any capital. Oh, do not at all don't, ever Don't invest, invest in this at all. This is purely a for-fun conversation. But be Kays honest boy, to win MVP. Kays' boy is, uh, is, is the odds-on favorite. So the NBA Celebrity Game, like I said, do not invest in this at all, please. However, Never. we're going to talk about the NBA All-Star or the the celebrity all-star game MVP odds for fun. Quavo is the odds on favorite at plus 225. Do sprinkle someone that K- case you like, you like Ranveer Singh. I have to, I got to do it for the <laughs> homeland, bro. Motherland, mother <laughs> India. You think he's any good? 
Reports are so I've been digging reports into this. Reports by who? Reports by uh, who? The, all right, so you got the Hindustan Times, <laughs> the Hindustan Times, Bombay Daily, MTV Roadies India. Okay, case. Yeah, it's plus twenty two hundred. Are you gonna place capital on this? Yes, I am. I, I don't think you should. Solely because he's from India, and Abhishek Bachchan was so bad when he played. The only way to go is up. Okay. All right, we're going to talk about the other competitions now. I just wanted to bring it up because I thought Kays would have a fun oh moment talking God, about it. Man. So let's talk about the skills competition first. They've changed up the way they do the skills competition this year. They're going to do three teams of three players. And the teams are actually rather interesting, okay? Team Rooks, as in rookies, are the odds-on favorite to win this thing. Team Rookies comprised of Cade Cunningham. Fuck? What? Is this like, the first like, you're hearing of this? That they're the odds-on favorite? Well, you're going to hear the other ones. You're going to be like, oh, okay. So Team Rooks has Cade uh, Cunningham, Josh Giddy, and Scotty Barnes on the team. Oh, they're doing that three-on-three bullshit this year. So that's Team Rooks. They're plus 160. The second odds-on favorite, second place, plus 170. So only a 10-cent difference is Team Cavs. And Team Cavs has Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. So that'll be interesting in the skills competition, I have to say. And, and uh, then Giannis and then, is playing. And then the in super last, house. Yeah. And then in last place at plus 190. So again, only a 30 cent difference between first and last place here are uh, Team Attentacumpo, which is uh, Alex Attentacumpo currently playing with Raptors 905, the G League affiliate. Uh, Thanasis Attentacumpo playing with his brother, Giannis Attentacumpo on the Bucks. The three brothers are on the same team. I think that will be fun. I um, think that Giannis alone. I feel bad for favorite. See, that's not how skills competition works, though. That's the real question. Do you think? I think, I think Team Rooks is gonna win. I think Team Cavs is gonna win. Interesting, Shaba. Do you have a take here at all? I mean, I think. I think uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the fucking two time MVP and the <laughs> reigning finals. Well, the other MVP. two have to shoot threes as well. How do you feel about that? The other oh, guys actually, still have to pass, what? shoot, dribble, layup, shoot threes. They got to do all that too. It's is not it a just relay, honest. or is it just I, one by I one? Best Giannis can make an open three. No, 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 not in Giannis. transition. It's, it's Tenacious and Alex that I'm concerned about. Well, it's a team effort, right? So they all have to do what I assume is the relay. Uh, okay, well, okay. When you play like that, uh, let's see. Look, if you if you want to pick them, pick them. I'm just saying you have to bet on all of them, not just one of them. That's how this works. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I would probably, okay, I would probably go with Team Cavs then. Okay, also also went Team Cavs just for fun. So Team Cavs plus one seventy. I'm taking Team Rooks at plus one sixty. Case, you got something to say? Scotty Barnes healthy? Yes, no. Uh yeah, I think so. I think he's, he's playing. I think he's playing right yeah, now. He's I think he's second he's been playing on the rookie limited of the year minutes, right? right? Now. Look at that. Indiana Pacers breaking news. We'll wave center Tristan Thompson. Oh, guess who the Lakers and are signing really, tomorrow. And guess <laughs> who he's signing with? The who? Lakers. The Chicago Bulls after he cleared. Shut the waivers. fuck up. No signing with the Chicago Bulls. Expected to, or they said he's signing. Uh he... Tristan will sign a new deal with Chicago Bulls. That's coming from your what cousin. Your Shams. Shams. Oh, no, no, no. Sham said it is not wrong. Yeah, it's, it's got to be real. Um, all right. Jumping into the – do you want to do three-point or slam dunk, Shaban? Which one do you want to do? Slam dunk is less dunk. exciting, so let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, slam, slam dunk slam it dunk is. First. Sorry. Slam Yo, dunk You want me to break down the skills challenge, though? No, not really. We, we kind of made our picks. I think we're cool with it. Um, slam dunk – the field is Jalen Green, the Houston Rocket rookie, is the favorite at plus 135. Obi Toppin is at plus 170. Cole Anthony is at plus 325. And Juan Toscano-Anderson is at plus 475. Case, who do you like in the slam dunk competition, if anyone? <laughs> Obi Toppin? Okay, yeah. I was just saying Obi Toppin as well. And only because... <laughs> Only because, like, Safe and I, like, we saw him in person, like, at the he's, at Summer League uh, this past summer. Good. He's hella really athletic. Good. Mm-hmm. So, I think Obi Toppin's going to win. 
I put Can that. I, I want to put that on the record. Sure, yeah. The Warriors have Jonathan Kaminga. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck is Juan Toscano Anderson here? I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, uh, I don't think I've ever seen Juan Toscano Anderson pull off any like you know. Well, you're highlight going, you're going to on All Star Saturday. You have no choice. But he has no choice. Yeah, I have a choice. I'm not going to watch. Yeah, you are. <laughs> We're all going to watch because we have a problem. No, I'll I'm tune just in. Gonna, the dunk I'm, contest I mean, like, is the last thing they do. I'm just saying. So you like, know what I'm going to do after the three-point contest? you go turn it off and walk I'm going to change the fucking channel. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, a few years ago, we had fucking uh, – a few years ago, we had Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones Jr. Aaron Gordon for the second time, mind you. Mm-hmm. And now we have, like – uh, Obi Toppin versus like uh, Cole Anthony, who's a point guard, Juan Toscano Anderson, who I've never seen dunk before, and Jalen Green, who is a minus 400 <laughs> since he's joined the league. So you guys go Obi Toppin here. Usub's going Jalen Green. Surprise, surprise, right? Yeah. He's a rocket. Really? <laughs> he's a rocket. And honestly, he's he's a ridiculous dunker. The guy's got hops like crazy. So it makes sense yeah. that he's the favorite here but as well. But statistically the worst player in the NBA offense and defense. Fair enough. He's the worst player ever, <laughs> statistically. So I actually, I think for, for the record, I think Obi Toppin's going to win. However, I like a value. So I'm going to go Cole Anthony at plus 325. And here's why. It's more impressive when a not 6'9 guy does it, right? And that's kind of my logic with Cole Anthony. If Cole Anthony does something similar to or as impressive as a Obi Toppin, he'll get more credit for it. And Cole Anthony is a vicious Will athlete. he, though? Yeah, absolutely he will. Because the absolutely. judging has been suspect. Look, look, I can only, well, I can only let's, guess. I mean, like, that's what, like, Dwayne Wade, like, like judging with like Derek Jones Jr. versus uh, Aaron Gordon. And then it's Dominique being super critical. Shaq willing to never give a 10. (laughs) So I'm going cold. Shaq gives 10s sometimes. I think think the takeaway from this listener is that the dunk contest more than really any other competition is an absolute crapshoot. We know Uh, what well, besides the the celebrity game, which again I do not recommend you put any money. Please on. don't bet don't do it. it. Please don't. The dunk do contest. It. Has don't not be been the like same. me. The dunk contest has not been the same since 2016. But look, Tiffany Haddish plus 3500. I'm just saying. Tiffany Case, come on. She could hoop. I'm not questioning it. I'm just saying you shouldn't put capital on anyone, not just Tiffany, and not on anybody. Um. All right, let's talk about the three point contest. Case, you said this was the most interesting one. Why? All of these guys are lights out. Fair enough. Here's the field. Odds on favorite as a tie between. No, Zach it's not. Uh, it is right now that I'm looking at it. Oh, my odds are out of order. Never mind. Yeah, mine are too. So uh, odds on favorite is a tie between Zach Levine and Trey Young at plus 450. So 100 bucks wins you 450 bucks. Third place is Patty Mills at plus 500. Luke Kennard and Fred Van Vliet are tied for. Fourth and fifth place at plus 550. Desmond Bain at plus 600. CJ McCollum at plus 650. And Carl Anthony Towns at plus 950. Where are we feeling? Where, what are we feeling here? It's hard to take my bias out of this. So know, that bias man. means you think who's going to win? Trey Young. At plus 450, you like Trey Young? I do, but I don't think he's going to win. Well, who do you think is going to win? Luke Kennard's going to win the three-point contest. Oh, God. Jeez. Case, I hate, it, the, I hate that you spoke that in the into the existence of the world. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Look, it's either him or Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. So so here's, here's kind of where my head's at. This competition works really well for guys who take it seriously, obviously. Guys who have very consistent but low-energy draining three-point shot. Um. And then, and then, obviously, I, I want to value. That's what I want. So, dude, should Trey Young win? Probably. Zach Levine. Is Zach Levine even going to compete? Are we sure? I don't think so. You think he's going to drop out? Thing... I think he's going to drop out last minute. I think it's possible, considering Zach Levine's dealing with some injury stuff right now with his knee. So anyway, I'm going to pick two guys. I'm going to pick Desmond Bain at plus 600 because his shot is extremely consistent and he doesn't jump that high. Trey has to really kind of throw his body into it. He's the best shooter here, but he he takes a lot when he shoots. 
So that's why I'm not right. super concerned. So Desmond Bain at plus 600, I like. And then Carl Anthony Towns is not just a really good big man shooter. He's just straight up a really good shooter. And at plus 950, I have to put something on this. This is too good a value to walk away from. Plus Allegedly. 950, he, he can hold himself against these other guys. Plus 950, I think, is very good odds. Shavon, do you want me to read Asad's pick before you go? Uh, yeah, go ahead and read Asad's pick. All right, Asad said Freddie, as in Freddie Van Vliet at plus 550 is his pick to win the three-point contest. Which is an interesting one to say the least. Not because he doesn't, he just doesn't excite me, I guess, in the three point contest. In the skills challenge, I feel like he'd be fucking sick if they were doing a, a normal skills challenge. Shavon, who's your pick for the three point contest? This is hard for me because <laughs> I want to really? pick Trey Young. I want to pick Trey Young so badly. Then pick Trey uh, Young. But like a big part of the three point contest is the corner three because you attempt that, you attempt 10 of those, 10 of those shots are corner threes. And Trey Young never attempts that corner three. That's probably and even fair. when, he, and even when he does, uh, he hits like about forty six percent, which is not bad. It's actually very, very good. Forty six percent. I love how you said six yeah. percent, thinking we'd be mad about but, that number. Forty six percent is ridiculous. But not only does Zach Levine attempt more than double the amount of corner threes that Trey Young takes. But he also hits those at 60%. 60. He hits so Zach, 60% Zach Levine, of his corner threes in this season. Said that Zach is Levine? incredible. You're talking about Zach oh, Levine? Yes, I'm as taking in, Zach Levine. As in the guy who's probably going to drop out because of a knee injury? Oh, damn it. That's what we just talked about, Shaban. Come on, man. Ah. Uh, you clown ass. That's why I was like, oh, Zach Levine's a good choice here, but he's pro- I don't think he's going to compete. I mean, uh, <laughs> this is so hard, man. Uh, okay, I, you know what? Pick I'm, just, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lean into my bias. I'm gonna say Trey Young. Okay, cool. I mean, like I said, this is not that big. It's all star. Like I think collectively, Kays and I will put like forty bucks, fifty bucks on it. Like it's not gonna be oh, allegedly, allegedly. Um, this That's is not gonna be number. something. I'm not throwing the bag Wait, at this. So, because it's an question. absolute crab shoot. So one question, if Zach Levine is not playing in the three-point contest, and if he's not going to be probably not going to be playing, in the, then he's probably not going to be playing in the All-Star game, right? Yeah, no, probably not. Uh, again, so, these are, I'm just speculating. I don't know anything for sure. I just, so this is kind of a tangent. Like, yeah, who who's going to replace, replace him? Yeah, who would replace Zach Levine in the All-Star game? Uh, I've got to pull up a, a mental list of players in the NBA. Jimmy's, I'm thinking, I Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy's already an All Star. Jimmy's already there. Jalen, he's All-Star. been bitching about it. J- Jalen, Jalen Brown might be get it. Jalen Brown has a shot here. Yeah, or, I would, say, or, I would or probably Drew, say Jalen Brown or Drew Holiday, who deserves <sighs> it as well. Drew definitely deserves it as well. Milwaukee would be the only team with three All Stars. At that point, you don't you don't think about that because now we've come so far. It's not like they put him in yeah. initially, right? He's a replacement. At this point, so no, you're right. Um, so yeah, I think Drew deserves it. Jalen is also fine. I'm cool with that because he's obviously very good. It's just his team is. By the way, the Celtics winning by fi- almost 50 points last night. Is that not ridiculous? They won like nine straight games so far. They are on a nine game winning streak. Yes, they are. So it looks like I don't they're know. Turning their corner. I don't know what. Are you ready? Are we, Are you gonna buy or sell that statement, Shaban? Did the Celtics turn a corner? Yeah, I was like, are you really going to buy it, though? Or are we just talking to talk? We're going to – I don't know what it is, but the Celtics have been – I mean, dude, they're sitting in sixth in the East. They went from basically outside the whole – Three and a half games behind the one seed. Who knows? Maybe they did turn the corner. I don't know, man. But they have been playing a lot of good basketball recently, especially on the defensive end. Their commitment to defense has been – But I don't like their their remaining schedule, though. So in game, Trey Young has shot less than 15 shots this season from the corners. I wanted to exactly. I wanted to talk to you guys about something that that crossed my eye on Twitter earlier today. And I'm glad that we talked about the Celtics because I have to bring this up. Okay. So we all know 538, they do a model, right? Of uh, yeah. of the best teams, their chance of making the playoffs, of the chance of making the finals, and the chance of winning the finals. Okay. Mm-hmm. The current best team in the NBA is the Phoenix Suns. They have a 99% chance of making the playoffs. Duh. A 32% chance of making the finals, which is 
quite high, and a 17% chance of winning the finals, which is rather high. Very high. They are in third on 538's model to win the NBA finals. There are two Who's teams. First? There are two teams with a higher percentage chance of winning the NBA finals than the Phoenix Suns right now. Can you guess them? Warriors, Milwaukee. Bucks. Milwaukee is definitely one of them, and Milwaukee is number two. So there is a team at number one. Uh, don't say Brooklyn. No, Brooklyn is uh, Brooklyn's. Let's see, two, four, six. They're like number eleven. They're number 11 with a 0.8% chance, not even 1% chance of winning the finals, which is, by the way, asinine as a number. All right, sure. Just tell me, who is it? Miami? Miami is uh, two, four. They are sixth with a 7% chance of winning the NBA finals. So, like I said, the Suns are at 17%. Oh, hold up. Give me a hint. East or West? East. The Suns, are, the Suns really? are at 17%. The Bucks are at 18%. The number one team on 538's model to win the NBA Finals with a 20% chance of winning the NBA Finals is the Boston Celtics. Shut the fuck up. No (laughs) way. The Boston Celtics are the number one team on 538's model to win the NBA Finals. I mean, this is the same. This is the same organization that projected that Joe Biden would win in a blowout. And (laughs) we saw him in a blowout. I mean, he won, but like, man, that was a shit show. Twenty percent chance of winning the NBA Finals. Jesus Owned by Disney. Um, just for perspective, like I said, twenty percent chance. The Brooklyn Nets have a less than one percent and a point eight percent chance. The Warriors have a three percent chance. The Seventy Sixers have a six percent chance. Uh, who else is a good? The Bulls have a point three percent chance. So a third of 1% we're talking here. The Lakers have less than a 0.1% chance. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I'm just saying they don't have – the Boston Celtics don't have a million times more of an odds to win the NBA Finals. Um, who else? Is there another number team, Shabon, you want? The Cavs have less than a 0.1% chance. Wow. Well, I mean – the Boston Celtics. I mean, it, it, is the, it is the Cavs, but man, that's mad disrespectful. The Boston Celtics have the highest chance of winning the NBA Finals, according to 538. That is fucking I, crazy. I don't, know, I don't know what's up with the model. I don't know if it's broken. I don't know what's going on. But uh, but this is Apparently, true. Nate Silver is a genius. He is a genius. This is blasphemy. The Boston Celtics are not winning the NBA Finals. <laughs> Now watch watch them win. Now that we've said it, right? <laughs> the Webm. You know what? They're oh. gonna win. So, and they're gonna sweep <laughs> whoever they play. So that uh, so so five thirty eight also has a stat called Raptor, mm-hmm. which like determines like who is the best player like in the NBA. Can you can you guess who they picked for the Raptor? Demar Derozan. No, he's not a he's not a big stats guy. Um, sorry, like advanced Jason stats Tatum. guy. Advanced stats guy. Um, it's not that it's not that difficult. Like first player to come. Yo- Jokic, mind. Jokic, Jokic. Yeah, yeah. but like, can Jokic you defend? Can you guess like who is the? Can you guess like who is the? Who are the top five defensive players in the league according to, uh, that defensive raptor? Gobert, defensive. Giannis, Miles Turner, Marcus Smart. I mean, I don't hate any of the names cases said you, so far. Which okay, ones? you got one of them right. You got Rudy oh, Gobert. Shit. The Draymond? second best, the second best Draymond? player according, the second best player according to defensive Raptor is Nikola Jokic. Shut the fuck up. Jokic is not a bad defender, but he is not an elite level defender yeah. by any. The third best, the third best player is Matisse Thybul, which I mean, I don't hate. The fourth best defensive player is Al Horford. Oh, Boston right. Celtic, Al Horford, the, the you know, NBA stop. Finals and champion. And the fifth best defensive player is, wait for it, Derek fucking White. Ah, so the other Boston Celtic makes sense. Oh, my God. He, by the way, he's been pretty good since he got there, but not he's Plus not. Plus 48 last night. I do, I do like Derek White. I do like he's, the fit with Derek White in Boston he was. a lot. I don't know if he's like the best defensive player in the league, though. Anyway, now we've gone off a complete tangent. My point of all I'm this sorry. was that the Boston Celtics should not have a 20%, the number one chance of winning the NBA Finals. No, absolutely not. To 538. That's ridiculous. Anyway, listener, if you've come this far, 
I hope you've enjoyed listening. I hope you have had a good time listening to us here today. This has been another episode of the Waterboy and Equipment Manager podcast. We'll be back next week. There's not going to be much basketball that's happened by the time we come and talk to you next we week. What, two games? Uh, like one. They start back on Thursday, and we're recording Thursday night, as per you. So we'll have a couple of games. Anyway, listener, have a good week. Enjoy All-Star Weekend. Hopefully you get to rest and relax, similar to many of the NBA players that do. Otherwise, you know, we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Peace. Bye.